Hey, we got the whole gang here together live from the Dutch Hall. We got everybody in the house. This is one of the few times that we have the whole crew together. Oh, whoa, whoa. Slow down, crowd. It's too early. It's too early. But we have the whole gang together today, boys. We have the Nocturnal Emissions, the full Nocturnal Emissions with a new lead guitar player. We have our bartender, and we have our host, Pete Van Dyke. There is no excuse, boys, why this shouldn't be a stellar show. People are counting on us to put on great entertainment here out of Pine Grove, Ontario, and we are goddamn well gonna give it to them. You know, today we're gonna change a lot of people's lives, and right now I'm gonna start with the people in this room. We're gonna change all, all of your lives. Oh. We're gonna get some stuff done tonight, fellas. Yes. What do you say? Let's get it done. Yes. <laughs> Hit the theme song, boys. crowd here in Pine Grove, Ontario. Hot crowd, hot crowd tonight. Yeah. Woo! You know, I always like the, the hot crowd we get here in Pine Grove, Ontario for what I consider to be the greatest show ever to come out of uh, Norfolk County. I'm going to Norfolk County now. We started oh. out as the greatest uh, podcast ever to come out of uh, Pine Grove, and now we've moved on to Norfolk County. I'm I'm looking for southwestern Ontario next That's to take really over the southwest. Something. Yeah. And then, then I'll be the greatest show to come out of southwestern rural <laughs> Ontario. Hey, speaking of Norfolk County, do I look like a Mexican Mennonite? Yes. With hat and the shirt? I would say... Yes. Yes! <laughs> if, I had to, if I had to really pin you down, Dave, I would say... Fat Pollock. <laughs> did, you, did you drive a big Astro van here? <laughs> well, I have a, a van. Oh. Definitely a van. A nice uh, old one. It's 10 years old. Love no, what do you do? <laughs> yeah. Do you uh, like Coca-Cola? <laughs> Do I you work on Sundays? <laughs> yes. I work every day. You have a thousand kids. That's one of the things that makes you Mexican man. And I, really? I think more of the tired look on your face <laughs> resembles the Mexican man. Really looks like of impregnating like women. It's not the plaid shirt and the foam and mesh hat? No, it's not the plaid shirt and the foam and mesh hat. That's just a really sharp looking look. I don't know why everyone's got a problem with that one. I like to rock that. The only thing I would change on your shirt is to have snap buttons. If you had oh, snap yeah. buttons, you'd really be pulling off the look, you know? Yeah. Really and looks like you like pierogies. Yeah, you do You do smell do. like a Mexican man tonight, if that's any consolation to you. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Me neither. I'm going to take it as a compliment. <laughs> yeah, they, you know, they like home cooking. Do you hail from Jericho? <laughs> or maybe Frogmore? You come Jeez. by a way of... <laughs> Come by way of Frogmore. Paul's uh, Paul's Mexican man is a uh, is a great impression. If you if you pin down the Germany via Mexico to Canada route, yes. you know it comes out. Yes, yes. <laughs> I like to pick the asparagus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's pretty good. <laughs> I work real hard, but not on the Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyways, I don't know if anyone knows what Mexican Mennonites are except outside of this area. You know, like, there's very few parts of the world that are Im- impacted by Mexican Mennonites. And I guess it's kind of topical in today's like environment where uh, you listen to the American uh, Republicans talk about election stuff. And they talk about immigrants, you know, all the time. They're really against immigrants. And now there's all these uh, uh, Syrian refugees that are coming across and, and uh, infiltrating, like, really bunging up all these countries that can't handle the, the the sheer numbers that are flowing into these countries. And uh, they're bitching about uh, immigration. Like countries who have been really open about immigration, like Germany, are now bitching about immigration. Like what the country? Germans. The Germans are open about it, aren't they? 9999. That's what they say. They used to say, come on in, but now all of a sudden they said, no more, no more, no more. Hey, that's right, Adolf. Thanks for helping me out. <laughs> Adolf always helps me out, you know. And I want to, when I'm really stuck about the German issues, you know, I like to say every time I say that we have a lot of fans in Germany, they're my third largest country in the world. I like to think Adolf Hitler is just really pissed nine, off, nine, you know. Nine, 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 nine. Like Germans love life from the Dutch they Hall. They love life from the Dutch Hall. Germans love Dutch It's, it's well, an old fact. Yeah, old Germans fact. love it. Je- uh, Adolf doesn't like it one bit. Nine, nine, very angry about it. Anyhow, it's Robot okay. Musk's been dropping German panties for years. <laughs> Sometimes the Musk blows north. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a real trick. <laughs> we get the Germans. That is, uh, we try not to do that, eh? We try not to go to the Germany. And uh, I should say, well, let's introduce the whole cast because I said at the opening of the show that we're all here. So the thrill of you to maybe just tune in your first ever episode of Live from the Dutch Hall, you're in for a real treat because what we got here is the whole true cast of dedicated people that yes. come in and work on this show most weeks, uh, most weeks, except for me, comes every goddamn week. You never missed one. Never missed one. The real leader. Yeah. You know, that's why my name's on the fucking show. It's because it's Pete Van Dyke. It's live from the Dutch Hall with Pete Van Dyke. It's on the bottom. I have to show up every week. You're always here. Yeah, I have to be here, you know? Every Thursday, whether I like it or not. But anyways, we got in our house band, Nocturnal Emissions. And you know what? The house band, Nocturnal Emissions, you know, classically was the greatest coming together of two great super groups. The David Charter solo project and Mike Bow from Crown the Lion, the front man from Crown the Lion, came together to form Nocturnal Emissions. And what Nocturnal Emissions has always been about it's always about letting uh sorry Lori. Uh it's always about yeah <laughs> letting um letting uh people into nocturnal emissions to make it a better super group. With right? open so arms. Someone wants to come in from uh you know, like maybe a maybe the Red Party Pirates. Yeah. We've um, had such we've superstars had a, as Braden Nakuman. Braden Nakuman from the Red Party Pirates. Uh, uh, which uh, has come in and played as part of Nocturnal Emissions. Hell yes, he has. In the last few weeks, we've gotten a lot of feedback from our uh, mm-hmm. our listeners about the music has improved. We've gotten a lot of feedback from our listeners. You son of a bitch. Not right now, Michael. Not right now. That's a cue. You got a point and yeah. nod. I was in the mid-beer there. <laughs> I was mid-beer. All right. I put my pick. So we got a lot of feedback from our listeners, and one of the things they've been saying is Nocturnal Emissions is sounding dynamite lately. The sound of dynamite lately. And that is because yes. we have added to the team Steve the Reluctant German, who is now joining our Nocturnal Emissions. Yeah. So let's hear it for Steve, Steve the, Nocturnal, yeah. the Reluctant German. What are you talking about? Oh, that's the Roosters. I'm not cheering for him. Oh, sorry. The Rooster, the best level Rooster got excited. We haven't played your theme song in a while. Sorry, it was a misstep on Pete Van Dyke's part. Yeah, I'm still running the board. 
Steve the Reluctant German is helping us run the uh, our soundboard today, which is just basically doing nothing but sitting and watching it. And in order that it's not in front of me, because I get distracted by technology and it ruins everything, right? Yes. yes. And I talked about maybe one day, maybe uh, finding someone that could run my board, you know, the soundboards, because I screw it up every week. What do you call that, a producer? What do you call the guy that runs the board? I don't know. Like, the sound guy? You know, like the Fred Norris on Howard yeah, Stern? That's you know, exactly like, what I was thinking. Like that, you know? Fred Norris. A guy that can kind of like, you know, the bits and stuff like that. And uh, my wife told me when I said that, she goes, um, well, wouldn't that the show lose something? Because then you were not going to be, the people won't get the bit on how you always screw up technology. <laughs> and I'm like, it's not a bit. It's a, it's it's a fucking just, yeah, horrible it's fact so- in my life. I can't, I wish it wasn't the case. She finds humor in it. Yeah, she thinks that when I stumble and screw up the show, it's yeah, hilarious. It's actually not a joke to you. <laughs> yeah, I it's think it's real, really bad. I think. The integral part of what's going on here. Yeah, it is. You, yeah, it is. You lose, you lose sleep and Jane giggles. So anyways, yeah, I lose sleep and Jane giggles. So Steve has not only helped the show sound better, he's also helped our band sound much better. Yes. So it's a double thank you to Steve for coming in again once again because he's been a great part of the show. Let's hear it for Steve. Yeah. And the last and the last guy we got introduced here today, the last guy we got introduced is our bartender as always, Paul Van Dyke. Paul Van Dyke is in the house and uh, and always a, a great asset to the house. No introduction needed. <laughs> I don't know if you know me. <laughs> Some might say the most important member of the show. Yes, yes, I would. And there's a reason why he's the most important member of the show is because each and every week, Paul likes to give us a little treat to get us uh, nice and lubricated for our performance tonight. And uh, what's uh, we maybe we should look into today's uh, beverage. What do you say, boys? Oh, we're uh, to be better than something from Paul. Something delicious and something so small. Just take one look, you can tell he's not notable. Now oh. time to try one of Paul's notable. Moonshine, cherries, and absinthe. <laughs> You've gone with the two old classic uh, things that you whoa. think we're trying to get rid of. Number one, I love absinthe. <laughs> I've, de- I've developed quite a liking to- towards it. I yeah. like the licorice taste of it. <laughs> I don't even mm. taste it anymore. And, it's moon- like and moonshine cherries just run right through my body with no impact whatsoever. Well, that's good because they're almost gone. <laughs> yeah. Are they really? Yeah. I can't wait to see what happens next. No. Yeah, once yeah. we run out of all this shit, I don't know what we're going to get to drink. More it might be something shit. that doesn't like More it. Shit. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. If anyone much. has any Cheers old booze mind. they'd like to donate, you just... <laughs> Oh, that was delicious. Yeah, yeah. Stuff they want to get rid of from yeah. the cupboard. Oh. We will drink it. You got a bottle of cream to mint that's been there for twenty years. Send it over to life oh, in the Dutch Hall. Hey, Francis no. Bowie, get a nice uh, bottle of cherry whiskey that was from uh, when I was in grade eight. Oh, Let's yeah. have it over here. <laughs> we can use a little cherry whiskey. Apricot brandy. That's yeah. always a good one. Yeah, I made a uh, homemade apricot wine one time. It was uh, my father-in-law had an apricot tree. Oh, that Steve that really loves those shots, eh? <laughs> one thing about Steve, he really enjoys. I, I drank that. I drank that shot, and then I oh was like, um, I was fine with it. I thought it was good, and then always like about a minute after, you're like, oh, whoa, what, what did I just do to myself? Don't cut your ear off. Tip of the teeth, <laughs> top of my tongue. <laughs> I really wish they had the absinthe that was made with the other kind of worm root or whatever mm. that made you go uh, like hallucinate. That's what I don't see why you can't just let that happen. The show would be real fun. I'd like to thank yeah. the Anheuser Busch Company for the beer chaser after that one. Oh, really? That's actually the Bat Brewery, yeah. Dave. It's not a Labatt, <laughs> It's not Anheuser Busch. It's the Bat in London, Ontario that makes that beer. Mm. Uh, we just got the rights from Anheuser Busch to 
brew it in Canada. Good job, I John. Mean, yeah. Cheers to you. Yeah, it's my actually roommate from uh, from oh, yeah. uh, university, an old uh, childhood oh, yeah. friend of mine. Can we say his name? No, I think we shouldn't. <laughs> but it, I don't think we should associate anybody with a good job. You know, anyone that's got job. something I risk, other than you, you know. <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> I think you're the only. Is, is Dave the only person who can lose his job yeah. from this show? I, I think so. I'm I think good. So. I know I'm good. That's why each and every week we hear about Dave Charters, a staunch Catholic, the the family man, you know, I'm because because he's got a job he's going to lose. If, if, Dave, if Dave was retired from his uh, lucrative uh, job <laughs> of being a master of industry, is that what you are, right, Dave? That's a good description. Master of industry. And uh, I, I did not say a gi- uh, automotive giant because you always say, about your size, you know. So yeah. I defused it. I was saying you're talking about my head. And called you a master of industry because you can't it's you can't huge. confuse that. Like that. You are you are like fantastic. You are like a really like world renowned, respected man in your field. Is that true? That's right. Globally respected. <laughs> you know what else uh, is a true fact about me is my uh, moral compass points due north. <laughs> due north. Due north. <laughs> so there are people in your where you work that listen to this program. Is, is that true? I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> I, I get feedback from some of these guys and I know that there are people from your work that listen to this show oh, so, <laughs> so I'm just telling you you're always just a stone's throw away from really being fired because uh just if I, if anyone ever found out the truth about how horrible a human being you are you would nobody would hire you no then, one would hire you then you could come every week. Yes. Yes, then you come oh, every I see week. what you guys are up to. Oh, this is going to be great, Dave. <laughs> You'll be broke like me in no time. <laughs> oh, it's going to be fun, Dave. You can always be you a blow up your life, you just ruin it completely. Just a big and, hand grenade right in the middle of it. Yeah, it's great. It really does free up. <laughs> sure, there's times of horrible depression where you consider you know, terrible things, you know. But uh, but we won't but you know, those are small prices to pay. That's neither yeah. here nor there. So your right so your wife's going <laughs> <laughs> Good time to break things sure up, Paul. <laughs> so while we're on the to- while we're on that topic, Dave, of you blowing up your life and achieving your lifelong dreams of being just a ha- house band member of Life in the Tall, <laughs> um, we're going to talk about one of the. We thought of the, the running theme of this show as being about uh, the, du- uh, the. It's called the Dutch Hall Bucket List, mm-hmm. and. Oh. Uh, well, the reason why is because last night I crossed an item off of my lifelong bucket list, and uh, and and because I did that, I thought it was a good uh, time to kind of look at the people I care about, my cast members from Life in the Dutch Hall, and then really find out what really uh, what they want to set as their life goals, and maybe see if we can help them achieve it. You know, and maybe that would set an example for the listeners at home that are just trudging through life and really trying to uh, you know just take care of family and keep a roof over their heads and keep everyone fed do all the things you got to do but you feel kind of bad about it sometimes and i'm saying well if you set these life goals on your bucket list and you make reasonable plans to achieve them why can't you why can't you get this stuff done in your lifetime right it's all about uh, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time right some something like that's that yeah right? right so i'm saying why don't we do that so last night one of the things that I've always wanted to do since I was a, a young man, and I used to, my dad used to be a big fan of stand-up comedy, and I remember when I was a kid, he used to watch specials, like the HBO specials. On that big old screen? On the big old satellite dish, on the big old TV screen, and when he's watching it... was he, that, Galaxy 3? Uh, yeah, it was probably HBO, Galaxy 3, yeah. right? I think it was G3. G3? And, uh, 
It wasn't S4, I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, that's right. S4 they had was to turn that quick. Yeah, that one took a while, you know. <laughs> yeah. To get from S4 to, to G3 because, you know, you're watching American Triple X to see when your dad's <laughs> check, you know, checking the kills and you see that cloud of dust coming up the lane. <laughs> Peter line, North you know. better disappear quick. You're like, let's get rid of that yeah. monkey man. No, Willie never saw the satellite turning, I bet. He never <laughs> yeah. knew what was going he on. He wasn't onto it. I mean, he never knows. He's only finding out now from this program. Yeah. He didn't, had no idea before yeah, that yeah. his sons I were horrible the I broke the code. Yeah. My, my sons are like uh, 16 and 13. Uh, I'm sure none of them are jerking off to the <laughs> free internet that goes 24 hours a day on a channel. It's like hardcore pornography is the best thing ever. You think we're not going to figure that out? <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but he was watching comedy though. Your dad. But I'm saying yeah. What I'm saying is that he was what. Thanks for getting me back on track. <laughs> yeah. I thought you did porn last night, Pete. No, I did not do porn last night. <laughs> Dirk Diggler. <laughs> it's never been a life goal of mine to do porn. It has never been a life goal because to me that is uh, horrifying to have somebody watch me do it. Like I wouldn't want anyone to see me do it. It's a private thing I do in the dark. You know, no one should see what my body looks like when it's flopping like that. I'm giving it my best, but like yeah. you don't want to look at it. You know, grossed out right now. Just yeah. listen to you. That's why I can't understand people who do home movies of them having sex. Like, why are you having home movies about having sex? I don't like, know. You, what do you want to watch yourself all white and zitty on your butt? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, weird. I I didn't know I had a hairy well, back. I didn't yeah. know I had a hairy back at all until I see me pounding my wife from behind. You know, in the video, that would be an instant. Boner uh, reducer. It's yeah. gone. I'm horrified. I promised my wife I'll never do it again. I never realized. When I see myself doing it. I'm like, oh my god! I've been doing that to you for these many years. I'm sorry. I'm a pear-shaped loser. What if you're I on a What if you're on a nice yacht with Pam Anderson though? Would you honk the horn? If I was on a yacht with Pam Anderson yeah, and she was all uh, bumpy and red, would you? Yeah. Would you honk that horn? What do you mean by honk that horn? You remember that Tommy Lee? That was like a he honked horn like with a, his dick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But he on a nice yacht. Well, I'd honk my horn with my dick if it was big enough to honk a horn with. Of course I would. You're showing off. Because every guy's got a dick. It's like, um, you know, it's a fickle thing, your dick, right? You look at your dick sometimes. You know, you wake up some mornings or you're maybe in a... For me, it's an athletic situation. If I'm in an athletic situation whatsoever, my penis... Shrivels up into my body to the point where I'm yeah. embarrassed. I'm Tucks embarrassed. itself right so, in. Classic gladiator. Yeah, pretty much have a classic yeah. gladiator dick. You know, we got to get the our scientific Bowen, spot, yeah. spot it back. It's in. a well-known fact. Yeah, he asked that we don't use his name anymore. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Sorry, yeah. who's that? <laughs> Terrible. The scientific correspondent. He said, don't use my name anymore. People are searching me now. And there are people are calling me saying, what the fuck are you talking about on that guy's show? You know? And he goes, uh, I don't want to do that. You know? He goes, yeah, Jesus. And I'm like, okay. you know. Now I know. I'll take it easy. And he says when he comes back, he's going to come back strong, though. I'm sure he will. And you know what? We have a lot of questions to ask. We've had a lot of scientific curiosity building up over sure the months. Do. you know. And we need to get our scientific correspondent back in here. So I hope we can get him back in shortly. But uh, what I was saying is, Last night I did not. My dad used to watch comedy specials, uh, HBO comedy specials on the satellite dish upstairs uh, in their living room. Mm -hmm. And what would happen was we had a big screen TV and we had a, a two entry doors to this big living room in this old farmhouse we were in, right? right. Yeah. And uh, he would uh, be going to, let's say he was going to watch like Richard Pryor. He would say, Richard Pryor's not for kids. You kids go upstairs to bed or whatever. And I'm going to watch Richard Pryor tonight in front of the TV. So we go up. I would go up to bed, and I would. My dad blared the TV. I always like had the TV cranked loud, so you could hear it from bed, right? So I'd hear Richard Pryor doing his bits, and you'd you would. Like uh, you're laying in bed, and you can hear it through because it's so loud. Yeah, yeah. I can hear you're it. You're on the bed. next I level. Do- I got my door open because I want to hear it. Yeah. You know, 
And then I can, uh, and I'm, and so what I would do is when he thought I was asleep, and I would sneak down the stairs halfway. Oh. And they were carpeted and stuff, so you could go like halfway down, and then you could look through the doorway and see the TV. So I could, I would sneak down the, the stairs, and I'd watch the specials from across there. I watched uh, Richard Pryor, Red Fox, Eddie Murphy, or Robin Williams. You know, like all those old. It might oh, have like right. black comics That's apparently because. Carlin and stuff like that, right? You'd watch them from as a kid from like those uh, from that vantage point. Well, chances are there's a little bit of a uh, darker skin that runs within our blood. I believe so. I believe so as well. I have one cousin that's black as night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there's no way we don't have black within our family tree. So I think it's no we surprise. Do. Yeah. Also, we just love we uh, we love to dance. <laughs> yeah, we love to dance, <laughs> and we got the move. I mean that's a that's a that's a racial stereotype that I don't apologize for. You know that's a complimentary one. If someone said, "Hey, all white people are great dancers," like no one's gonna get offended by that. <laughs> no. Nope. You know, black people can dance, Latin people can dance, right? White people suck at dancing, yeah, right? No question. Yeah, but also you see a white person cutting up the dance Killing floor, it. talking patois, you know, and you're like, that guy might be part black, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he is. I would say I would say he's 98. <laughs> percent Yeah, there is a lot of black in that boy. <laughs> And he is from the same tree I am from. And if you look at a Dutchman, you think blonde hair, blue eyes, all that stuff, pasty skin. Not this one. We're dark as night. We are dark. Black black hair, you know, nice tan skin. <laughs> what kind of Dutchman is that? That's one that that had some something in the wood pile, <laughs> as you'd say, right? Is that the expression? Yeah, Zwarte. Yeah, Zwarte in the <laughs> wood pile. I worked one day with Mike. <laughs> can I tell the story? Yeah, sure you can. I worked one day with Mike. He was stuck for a guy, and he said, can you come help me strip for a few hours? I just wanted to help him for a few hours. So I went and uh, helped work on Mike's farm during harvest. And uh, and uh, I said, uh, when I got there, I got there a little early because I wanted to just ch ch figure out what I was doing. And uh, Respectable. And Mike says, are you, are you ready to have a, you know, ready to work today? And I said, uh yeah, I'm really. The only thing I'm not really ready for is to hear your dad call me a black guy all day, right? And uh, no sooner did I say that that he pulls up, and he goes, "Hey, Zwarte Pete," which in Dutch means Black Peter. You know, he's the guy that falls around Santa Claus. Right. You know, Santa Claus. Yeah, Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> hey. And uh, and then uh, like two two maybe like what like two, two minutes, minutes after late, yeah. that he goes, "There's where I'm pinning a bin with um, uh, uh, Vincent." Uh, with Vincent, my my employee. Well, he's away from Trinidad. Trinidad, yep. He's from Trinidad. He's uh, black as night. Would you say? I would say uh, <laughs> is, resembles an Ewok. He's very dark. He reminds me. Yeah, he's hairy and black, right? <laughs> he, uh, a brother-in-law of mine described him as a dark Ewok, and <laughs> if you look at him with that toucan, <laughs> that's what he looks like. Well, anyways, I'm saying the guy's a, the guy is an actual black man, yep, yep. and my uncle comes up and says. Hey, look, it's Black Pete and Black Vincent. <laughs> Those are real words that were spoken. <laughs> Out of his mouth. I had been there for five minutes. I've been called, a, and I don't mind being called a black man because I'm pretty sure I have black in my family tr history. Like, I'm pretty sure there's something in you there. You just meant you're a good dancer. <laughs> really it dancing around that bend. It wasn't the fact that I was working on, on his farm. No, right? not at all. <laughs> It's poppy cash. <laughs> Anyways, that's this kind of rural racism. I always think about rural racism. Like, it's like uh, 
rural racism is like not like city racism, you know? Most of our racism is based on ignorance, you know? We just don't see yeah, it's people. it's different. It's like if we if we have any prejudice towards Jewish people, it's because we, when we never met a Jewish person right. or if we met yeah, one, true. We, have we, no just, clue. we had no clue they were Jewish because they just seemed like a regular person, you know? And it's not just here. It happens all over the world. If you go to Japan, Japan's a very, like, <clears throat> they're not a very diversified culture. There. No. They're, yeah. There's a lot of Japanese. So when you get off the plane... <laughs> That's oh. awesome. I love Steve. <laughs> hey, he's making the show better. Yeah. We have to get an actual board so we can mic his thing. <laughs> <That was wicked. laughs> but yeah, country we, altogether, yeah. <laughs> you get off the plane in Japan and then a lot of heads That was turn, China? You know? That was China? Oh, shit. Don't get them mixed well, up. Well, what do you do for Japan? Hit a gong. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Or those drums. They play those drums with big sticks. Oh, sorry. Anyways, <laughs> when you go there, Dave, are you uh, some sort of celebrity? Well, it's more like a freak in nature, I think. Like they, oh, you're a lot of heads turn, you get off the plane, right? <laughs> I haven't seen a big blockheaded Pollock before. Yeah, I'm like, what is this guy? Hey, is this a, is this a Japanese song? Play pretty, play pretty. Is that sound Japanese? I don't know. I've never heard. That. It reminds me of Japanese that song. Here the Dutch always love all races. Yeah, but my point is, it just it happens everywhere. It, it happens here in rural Ontario, but it's not uh, like some right. It's like it, it, it's, it's mostly just, about your perspective. Most most like reasonable people in the world, if they meet a person, they'll judge them based on the person that they are. Right. I read an inter- internet article this week that says uh, in seven seconds you judge someone on their appearance. Everyone you meet, seven seconds you've already judged them on their appearance. It doesn't matter uh, I think that's what kind of person accurate. they are. Right. And and they uh. I, that they had six people around a table in the dark and they got to meet know each other in the dark and one guy was covered with like his whole face was tattooed yeah, but yeah. no one could see him he's right. a real nice guy and then when the lights went on everyone was like oh whoa yeah. you know right i did not think i would like this guy by his looks but he's, a, he's just a nice guy yeah yeah just, like, just like to tattoo his face yeah. yeah i bet she has a piercing on his penis oh, i would the say old prince albert the old prince albert in a can Ugh. right or is that yeah. what they do i don't know I Change. would say new subject. Yeah, you don't like just you don't like uh, like penis piercings. No. Back to your comedy great, show. It's a great alliteration, <laughs> right? Anyway, so what I said yeah, was back, back to you watching. Uh, I enjoyed as a child these comedy programs so much that it became kind of like an obsession. And since my whole life, I've followed comedy and I really enjoy it. I'm a huge fan of it, and so I always had on my bucket list that I would go try stand up. And last night, I broke my stand up cherry and went and right uh, did a show hey. in. Uh, my first hey, show in London. Good well, job, Pete. Let's give Pete a big hand for that one. Oh, yeah, the crowd's back. Well, I don't really need a big congratulations, but I did it. Yeah, you what did I did it. was awesome, is that uh, I went stones. up and I said, you know, I always wanted to do it. I would beat myself up if I never tried it. And so I, uh, I had written some things that came from this show, and they kind of... Um, kind of resonated with me and then I wrote stuff that I was saving that I wasn't going to put on the show and then we so I kind of put a little act together and uh, anyways I was expecting to bomb like I want I was getting myself prepared to eat shit like I thought first time out new new jokes I've never tried them on people uh, they're kind of untested you know and how did it go I had one joke that was going to be my closer I wrote it the day before and I was like uh, I said to my wife this is going to be a great closer and I told her the whole joke and uh, it totally bombed at the end. And then I was like, oh, fuck, like, that's a great, I thought that was a great joke, you know? It's going to be my closer. And she's like, I didn't, I didn't get it. Maybe guys would get it. You want me to tell it now? I'll no, tell it to you it. guys. Let's hear it. Because I, I would never use this on a, uh, on a regular show now because it's, uh, it it's deemed to be not funny. So I'm going to tell a not funny joke. 
<laughs> right off the hop, right? Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, it's going to suck, right? <laughs> but what I was going to get a drink. I think it was it went some it went some water. Like, oh, we water. Serve water. We have water in the house. If you want to walk to the house, Dave, but you have to walk to the house. The bartender doesn't walk to the house. Yeah. I barely I'm sorry. Serve. But I should have got you water. I actually should have got you water. Anyways, the joke goes like this. I was like, uh, do you ever hear a phrase uh, and you think you know what it means, but then uh, over time uh, you see something or you experience something where the meaning of that phrase becomes crystal clear, you know, where you just act. You can have a Dr. Pepper. Yeah. That's good. Tell your joke. <laughs> You're bitching about water the whole time. Well, uh, oh, we sent our bartender out. Look at that. You not only direct really my joke with your tonight. prima donna diva bullshit, but you've also... It's you, in my rider, Pete. It's in my rider. You need waters. I know, I know. And you need, like, carrot sticks and lent and all this fucking shit. I get it, right? You're a real diva. You know who's not a diva? It's Steve the Reluctant German. He's been here every fucking week. I don't hey, want to peep out of him Stevie. bitching like you do. Woo! And he comes every week, you know? <laughs> He's the... You should learn a few things from the guy. That's all I'm saying, right? So, anyways, I was saying, do you ever hear a phrase, and you think you know what the phrase means, but then you see something in your life, or you experience something in your life, and the phrase becomes crystal clear, right? That's the premise. I want to stress that premise so you don't miss it, right? So that's the thing. You hear a phrase, you think you know what it means, but then you see something, and you really know what it means. I said, one time I was at a NASCAR event with you, Dave Charters. Oh, I remember that. Yes. Pocono, Pennsylvania. Pocono, Pennsylvania. NASCAR event. It was me, Charters, and our good university friend went down to um, Pocono, Pennsylvania to a NASCAR event. And if anyone goes to a NASCAR event, you realize that this is like Disneyland for drunks. Oh, God, yes. It is the best place <laughs> in the world to go, right? It's kind of like a drunk zoo, too, because you can see drunks from all over the country, you know, all over the country, all over the world. You know, you see different kinds yeah. of drunks. Variety of drunks. Yeah, variety of drunks. Mostly white drunks, just to <laughs> say that, you know, be face facts. I don't know if uh, NASCAR has an actual policy on uh, people of color, but I don't see many of them there. You know, that would be a universal truth, right? They don't like going around in circles. But one time, we're going to this NASCAR event, and the beautiful part about it, as we've talked about in Bristol and all these uh, and the other NASCAR-type shows that we've done, they, uh, they let you bring a, a beer, as much beer as you can fit under your seat yeah. into the thing. It's so awesome. everybody's getting hammered, and it's a, real, it's a real fun environment in the stands. Everybody's drinking, and everybody's, like, yelling at each other about who they like and who they don't like. It's fun. It's a really good time. Fuck you, Kyle Busch. So all, <laughs> exactly. the, all the whole day, we're having this great time. We're like, uh, we're like going through, uh, you know, we're, we're getting progressively more and more drunk. Dave's talking about how Jeff or Gordon is a is a homosexual and how he's gonna bend his wife over this and that, and he's got all these lines that he's yelling at Jeff Gordon fans. It's really funny. And then we're leaving. We're drunk as a skunk. We don't know how we're going to get out of the parking lot. We just think we're going to have to walk to our car. What we did was we walked to our car. I slept in the trunk. The guy slept in the car. <laughs> and then uh, we eventually slept it off and drove home. But uh, uh, well, as we were walking to our car, we can see in the distance a pickup truck. And in that pickup truck is a young lady, right? A young lady who has decided that she's going to somehow use the door of the truck as her disguise while she takes a uh, I remember while this. she urinates, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So you can see in the distance, she somehow wedged her one foot on the seat inside the truck and her other foot against the door somehow. What? And hung her... Hovering? She's hung her butt down so 
below the door, you can see the rounded humps of her buttocks. Just hanging out. Just underneath the yeah. door. You no can't, feet. Just like buttocks. a running board, but it was her ass. <laughs> yeah, you can't see her feet or her legs. You just see the ass underneath the door. A vagina lip, maybe, or two? And as you get closer, you see the, like, the, the, the peekings out of these two... A delightful looking uh, labia, you know, that just uh, hang down like a nice flower. Right? <laughs> yes, beef curtains, if you will. And you see them as we get closer, and, and this sparks our attention. Do you remember that, Dave? It sparked our attention. Would you yeah, say? It did. It really caught our yeah, attention. When you see just a, just a, just Wait, a, an ass hanging below the door and a little bit of vagina lips, and you're like, what is that is that, that we're seeing? It's it a is? real treat to see it just as we're walking past. And just as we notice this, a string of a stream of urine like I've never seen before pours out of this girl, right? Pours out of this girl, and is flopping around like a. We've never seen anything like it before. I like that. And uh, as soon as I walked past, I was like, "Ah, oh, piss flaps." <laughs> See, the punchline sucks, and the whole joke is based- mud flaps. Uh, no piss no. flaps. And Jason, no one knows what piss flaps are. Like, and I was like, "Ah, oh, no one knows what piss flaps are." I've used piss flaps since I've been a kid. I've always said piss flaps is one where you say beef curtains and meat wallet and uh, all those things. Well, piss flaps was one of my favorites. I like piss flaps. Piss flaps and everyone... peckerheads. <laughs> you know piss flaps, right? Pit, piss flaps and peckerheads, yeah. yeah. What's piss flaps and peckerheads? They go together. That... Oh, your peckerheads, they go together. They go together like <laughs> lamb and tuna fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes sense, right? Well, the... Anyways, that joke's that joke is cut. Did you tell it last night? You didn't tell it last night. No, was, uh, as soon as I told it to Jane, yeah. I got the same response as I did from you guys, which was nothing. It's, it's not it's funny. It's then terrible. I was like, oh, it's a terrible joke. Steve I should kept tell those crickets that. out of it. Right. Yeah. But you look at the story on the way there. People enjoyed it, but then mm-hmm. they didn't enjoy the ending of it. It didn't end right. Right. Well, you just gotta find a better ending. I gotta find a better ending for that because it sucks otherwise. Make up a new one. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta make. Thank up God you didn't use that one. Yeah, I know. No setup. The setup didn't match. The setup was made to match the punchline, and it's and it sucked all around. Subpar. Sucked balls. So I expected a whole evening of this, and it turned out it happened better than I expected. It was uh, I was actually um, had you know I had a lot of bits that worked. People were really uh, encouraging. We played this really small room. It was like really tiny because uh, they didn't feel there was enough people to fill the big room, so it would fill the small room if we put them all in there. So we went into the small room and did it. But I tell you, it was I was amazed at how, uh, at how relaxed I was during it. I expected to be super nervous, but I was like, it was it was kind of like almost relaxing because I finally got it off my back, like to, to be able to do yeah. it, you know? Because I'd wanted to give it a try for so long, and I never gave it a shot. So now finally, it was like, oh, a monkey's off my back. Yeah. Cross it off the bucket list, and let's go, right? That's awesome. Yeah, I'm proud of you, man. That was uh, that's awesome. Well, I remember going through with you, Dave, when your first time that you played in front of people, right? Yeah, and uh, the first Bushstock. Was that the first one? Was that the yeah. first one? Yeah. And then um, your Swazi show, and then you ended up having a bunch more shows, and you know, going all those and seeing it happen. Like I remember being real thrilled uh, yeah. to watch you kind of uh, develop on stage and stuff like that. It was fun because I listened to you play shitty guitar for like 10 years <laughs> where we go to a party and you just like tune your guitar for 15 minutes listen to any girls favorite that, song yeah any girls that might have been interested in us because you had the guitar yeah. they have now left and they're disgusted because you just gone ding 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 the whole freaking play the first verse of change by blind melon and then <laughs> and then give up on and it and then go back to the bar 
<laughs> yeah. Got some drinks. Yeah, and then I remember you told me one time, Pete, get over here. Get over to my house. Is when you were already married, I think. Yeah, yeah, already married. Call me over to your house, and you're like, listen, if you play if you play guitar when you're not drunk, you can play the whole song. <laughs> right? I can, I can actually do it. <laughs> and you played the whole song. Remember yeah. that? First song. Yeah. That was great. So anyways, that's a well, that was a bucket list thing for you, wasn't it? For sure it was, absolutely, yeah. yeah. How'd that go the thing first that was time? At you? The feel? first time was uh, I was incredibly nervous, and I think, you know, we talked about I wanted to, I, I was wishing I could have been there last night for you, Pete, and I wasn't, and I think you, you had said that it, that was good, that you didn't know anyone there, like it was, right. it was probably better. Right. And one of the things I remember from my first show was all the people that I knew came up, came right up to the front to like support me, right? Right, right. But I couldn't look at them. I started, I was, I was welling up with tears. I started to cry, so I just... <laughs> I had to play really? the whole set with my eyes closed, yeah. so I couldn't see the people up there. Did you yeah. have shades on? I don't oh, yeah, remember. I was wearing yeah, sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah, I like how Charles is a crier. That's if why you're crying, is, the shades are key. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get into bucket list, Dave. While we're talking about you crying, <laughs> I understand, oh, yeah. you know, one of the things that I always wanted, it's not really a bucket list thing, but it's one of the things that I've always wanted in life, was for Dave Charles to uh, speak at my funeral, to do my eulogy. Because I thought, uh, no matter how much of a dick I am in life, like I, I imagine as I grow older, I'm going to become more and more prickish. Like it doesn't seem like I'm yeah. going to get better. Not it's not going to get down. better. No, <laughs> you know, it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get more and more cratchy. Less I'm of giving care, a shit. I'm going to care less and less yes. as I get older because there's no reason. Why would I fucking care now? I'm 70. Why would I care now? I'm 80. At fucking 90, I will be just taking a shit wherever I want. <laughs> you know, I don't care. I'll just take a dump. You and old piss flaps. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, old piss flaps. I hope I hope I I hope I stay with my wife till right till my nineties and we can uh, bang the whole way through. I hope you do too. So I have the full experience of what it's like to bang women of all ages, you know, but with one woman. To me, that would be a real success. But you could see what I could I could experience it all because I think it would be important. That's on your bucket list. When you go through life to bang women of all ages, right? I'm just doing it with the one, but it would be great to try it with more. But I, but I, I don't think that's in the cards, right? <laughs> But that would de- that would definitely be an, of interest to me to put in the bucket list, right? All ages, I can do it with the one. But as soon as she quits banging me, you know, if she's done, I'd be like, "Honey, I guess still got to bang like yeah, I'm gonna bang a women your age and, forever, and a little person, yeah." Well, no, I'm not. I, I, it's not on my bucket list. Is that on yours, Paul? A little person? Yeah, uh, not on my bucket list. But have you been with a little person? Bye. No, no. Has anyone been with a little person? Nope. And uh, How dick would look huge. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny you said that about the eulogy because just on the way over here, I was thinking about my bucket list and how it's kind of a reverse thing. But I was thinking I really hope that you deliver my eulogy instead. <laughs> instead of uh, yeah, because I don't want to do yours at all. So a, you'd rather die. You'd rather morbid, but you'd rather I, die I really first. hope I die first. Yeah. Yeah. Well, really if you do. look, if you look at life choices between the two of us uh, I don't know man it's a pretty it's close a race up. it's a pretty close race you never know those Lent things might get you every now and then yeah you can't keep going up and down like a yo-yo Dave that's taking a toll it's on dangerous. your heart you know why don't you live a healthy lifestyle all year long and not put yourself through horrible tests like that you know Jesus knows you love him by I think now. it's good for yeah, your soul he was the son of God my soul is, is uh, really going to help me no, oh, uh, yeah, the eternity thing, right? You're going to be better off in eternity. I'm going to be a little warmer than you in the afterlife. I like it hot. I got two other things on my bucket list if we're going on the bucket list. Yeah, let's do it, Charters. We'll go for and it. And they're both uh, music-related, actually. Okay. One is uh, I 
just since you said we were doing the show, I thought about it and uh, it just came to me. I want to release a song on iTunes. That's on my bucket list as of today. That you wrote yourself? My own, yeah. Like a, some yep, personal yep, piece of art. And uh, Steve's going to help me release it on iTunes. <laughs> and, Is he also going to play it? And, <laughs> and hopefully he'll and play it. it <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be my name. And then the other one is, uh, I'd like to rec- uh, like press a record, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, iTunes is good. It's digital and but, yeah, yeah uh, but like a real a record. vinyl record. Yeah, a vinyl record, even just a single, you know, maybe yeah, the you, B side. You can book a studio time to do that, can't you? Yeah, I'm sure you can. Yeah, and get a record press. Yeah, there's a there's still studios out there that do that, I'm sure. Yeah. And then you could you could definitely do that. You're rich, right? <laughs> Those are rich. that's it. Two things. That's cool. <laughs> But you could set. You could you maybe could, Nocturnal Emissions will put out a press a record one day. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, we're definitely putting a song out on iTunes. So we've been we, work, we yeah. worked on it today. We're still getting closer to the old uh, the Buckholes release. Oh, yeah, it's the Buckholes. We're still we oh, still have fuck-holes. to commit to our like uh, verses because we have so many verses. How do we know? Like, <laughs> well, we got to do is start writing them down. Yeah, yeah we yeah. have to pin it down to make it really pop. There are going to be some bonus footage for people that are shareholders live from the Dutch Hall. So if you donate. <laughs> To Live from the Dutch Hall, either on our PayPal account. If you go to our website, livefromthedutchhall.com, and there's a PayPal link. If you donate there, you become a shareholder of Live from the Dutch Hall. And with being a shareholder, you get some perks, like maybe uh, we'll release uh, a bonus footage from before and after our shows. Uh, there's certain like uh, exclusive offers that we offer only to our shareholders. And right now, we kind of have a small list started of them, and uh, it's growing It's growing a little slowly, but a little bit at a time. Yeah. As my as my a bartender says, it, you know, most of my listeners are a bit of uh, cunts. <laughs> you forgot cheap. It's supposed to be cheap. <laughs> I think they get it. I think they get it. Also with the C. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention there. I can't hear over Dave's gum chomping. Uh, it is horrible. <laughs> I hate it. It's in the jar. I hate for sure. Yeah, I'll tell you something. Every week you listen to the chomp, chomp, chomp on the microphone, and. Uh, and even when you don't, you know, you, even you watch the video shows on YouTube, you see Charlie's out there munching on a banana. A banana. Eating, like, uh, snap peas on the microphone. Like, a, you know, his whole, he's very orally fixated. You know, he's very orally <laughs> he's fixated. He's a real diva. Yeah. I would say, Charters, that if you were, uh, were a woman. Suck a lot of cock. <laughs> <laughs> See, I really fixated. I like that I don't finish my sentences. Like my brother just finished them for me. Yeah, I don't want to say the horrible things. Paul's gonna say it. But Dave would suck a lot of dick. Yeah, he would. Anyways, uh, what we're gonna, what we should, Charters, both those goals of yours, the uh, both the uh, uh, bucket list things that you mentioned, uh, are they both attainable? I believe they are. Yeah, I set Hell those yeah. goals today, and I plan on achieving them for sure. Yeah, they're they're goals that you can easily set a set set like break it down into the things you need to do to get that done and make it done. The yep. only thing you haven't done is put a time frame on it. That's the one thing you need to do in order That's to make right. sure it happens. Is, to is commit to a to a target date. That time is. bucket list is when you're dead, so it's got to be done before you're before dead. You're dead. <laughs> yeah, Paul's before got you're a good dead. Point. Yeah, but if you don't know when you're going to die, that's the kicker, right? Before so if you really want to do that. something that's on your bucket list, so you, you want to hurry up. You should figure it out. Because <laughs> chances are, as you age, right, you're going to change as a person, and then you're going to eventually think, I'm too old to do this shit, you know? I can't do it now. I'm 70. I'm not going to record a song on iTunes, or maybe you would. 
you know. But it would suck, Dave, because you're not as good when you're old. In music, you're not as good when you're old. It, it's true. It's, it's been proven. Yeah, yeah it's a fact. It, in, in, in music, both of you guys are going to progressively suck. All three of you. I already suck. started at sucking. No, Steve says no. No, Steve's getting better. <laughs> That's right. There's very few people that get better over time, don't you think? Well, Steve is one of them. Steve is one of them. And it's lonely at the top, Steve. Reluctant Germans <laughs> progress. <laughs> they go upward. So, Mike, or uh, Paulcha, do you have anything on your bucket list that you haven't done yet? Well, um, I have had an opportunity to go to beautiful New Zealand and Australia, and I never made it to Tasmania. Oh, really? And I would... Uh, I would really like to go to Tasmania and probably, <laughs> if I would take my kids to New Zealand to uh, maybe jump off a bridge like I did and when do some crazy shit with their dad would be a great trip for me. And um, another thing would be, you've always talked about climbing Count Mount Kilimanjaro. Yes. Yes. Count Mount. <laughs> Count Mount? Yeah, Count Mount Kilimanjaro, yeah. Well, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in with my brother. I don't know if I can make it to the top. I don't know if I'm physically fit. But you're going to fucking try. But I'm fucking trying it. Well, One yeah, foot in front of the other. That's I'll make an it excuse for you to get. If we know we set a date, if we set a time to actually climb the mountain, then you have to, you know that you have to train to get to that point. You know, it's just as far as being able to walk a long period of time. So you just get yourself on a little bit of a, a regiment before you go. Yeah, I can walk. One foot in front of the other, right? Make I've seen the people. The thing that that really uh, made come out Kilimanjaro. It is on my bucket list too, because I watched a TV program where they showed these people climbing Mount Kilimanjaro, and uh, what I like about it is it's an equatorial mountain, so it's at the equator, but it has a glacier on the top, and they're melting. And in like twenty years, they're gone, right? Maybe fifteen years now, they're gone, and. Uh, so I want to get to the top of the mountain before the glaciers are gone, right? That's the goal. And uh, what's nice about it is you're because you're in equatorial Africa, you start out in the uh, rainforest when you're climbing this mountain, and then you move up to the grasslands, and then you move up to the like uh, the Arctic tundra or whatever it's you know the rocky tundra or whatever, and then you get to the glaciers. And then past the glaciers, you get to the volcanic lip on the top of the... Old, it's an old volcano, right? Kilimanjaro. And they're showing kids that were doing this, like kids, like 12, 13 years old. An old lady that was like 65 was doing it. Like it was attainable for all of you. You don't have to like do like Everest where you got to have like gear and climb with ice yeah. picks on your feet. Half and your like team dies. Half your team dies. And, you know, like all that shit. You got to walk past dead people. None of that. Like one guy died in '73. He got altitude poisoning. He didn't take his time getting up the mountain, but he was uh, like that was a real freak in instant. And they always remind you of it, so you got to take your time and go up, acclimatize to the altitude and all that stuff. But the mountain's only, I think, I think it's only 35, 36 thousand feet. Oh, well, is that all? Yeah. And so, like, it's not like the biggest mountain in the world. Just a couple steps. But it's uh, lots of steps. But it's pretty awesome. You're still you're still pretty high. I would like I I want to go with you, not my kids, because mm. then your kids when they start wanting to quit and stuff, you you'd feel obligated to kind of stay with you. If you want to quit, I say fuck you. I'm going top, right? <laughs> See you at the top. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to be able to do it on my own too. Like everybody that goes up is not attached to my responsibility to get you to the top. You yeah. Know? 
Uh, you can quit whenever you want, but I'm going to the top. I'm going right to the top. And most people uh, get to the top. Before you, too. I'm going to get there first. <laughs> <laughs> That's no problem. I climbed a mountain with Dave uh, earlier in BC. Hey, Dave? Yeah, that was, that was your first, that was one. first one. Who got up great. there first? I don't know. Probably Jane. Probably my wife. Yeah. Okay. My wife was really... Good answer. Good. My, good my wife climbed that mountain like it was an early morning job. I believe that. She had no problems at all. She was just like jogged up the mountain. She like thought it was a little bit too easy for her. She's an animal. She really is an animal. She's really in great shape. You and Dave are having like a sandwich midway. That was a nice. We did make some really nice gourmet sandwiches. Yeah, they were good. Yeah, raspberry jam and brie cheese. One of them. Oh, Oh. so good. Oh, yeah, you made those sandwiches, didn't you? Yeah, they were great. Well, that's that's uh, that should be on everyone's bucket list to have a nice sandwich up a mountain cooked, oh, yeah. uh, made by Dave Charters. <laughs> All mine are travel destinations like Hawaii. Yeah. Well, the other thing like, I want to say about Tasmania, you're talking about Tasmania. Well, that's where our, one of our most loyal listeners comes from. Is from Tasmania. Yeah. So Uh-oh. every single show, the first as soon as our show goes out, one of the first downloads we get is a Tasmania download. Oh shit! We always get it. <laughs> And I've been calling out to the Tasmanian people to reach out to us at live from the Dutch Hall at gmail.com or like, you know, follow me on or friend me on Facebook yeah. or, f- or whatever, send I a message. Maybe your daddy. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. You've never been to Tasmania. No, but they might have went there now. No, no, no one oh. goes to Tasmania. From what I understand about Tasmania is that the people that are there. I've been there for a long time. That's why it's kind of like the gene pool is like smaller. This is the way another Australian explained it to me. He says that the it is like the people that, that are a little bit more, more remote. Yeah the, yeah, the guy that punched the fish in the face. <laughs> he was like, uh, he said that the people in Tasmania are kind of like uh, Australia's new newfies. You know, they're a little bit more remote from the rest of the country. A lot of them didn't get uh, off like away. Like it was harder. To yeah. travel off of the island, right? So they would uh, inbreed or whatever. There was a, a shallower gene pool, let's say. You know, it wasn't really inbreeding, but you know, like a shallower gene pool. You know, you, you could be distantly related to pretty much everyone you you uh, would meet there, right? So Tasmania, they always make fun of as being kind of a different place, which I always said, well, well that's perfect. That would be exactly the kind of person that would listen to this bullshit. Yeah, right? is going to be a person like that. Anyways, if the person ever reaches out to us, yeah, let us know. Let us know because maybe one of the things I said, if five people want us to come to a show, Paul already wants to go. We figure out a way to do the show. So if we have to go, and if I'm your dad, I'll buck up. I'm your dad. <laughs> hey, you know what, Paul? It's about time you started making peace. I am a Faja. I could be. Yeah, maybe you have a really nice. Uh, maybe you have some daughters. Who knows? Yeah. Do you have a fucking abo? <laughs> <laughs> No aboriginals, no. Might no. be on your bucket list, though. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Just seeing an aboriginal's an aborigines woman naked could be on the bucket list. I've never seen that before. National Geographic? I was just going to say. I don't think so. I think they wear clothes. What they, about the gods no, must no. be crazy? That, that guy was wearing a loincloth. Was he an aboriginal? Well, they said woman. He wasn't Weren't a woman. they in the village, though? Was there naked women so. in that? Just have to watch that movie again. Okay, cross it off the list. There it is. Done and done. Easy plan to fix it. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Michael. Well, one of the other one of the other travel plans. As long as you're talking about travel plans, Paul. One of Hawaii. the other travel things that's on my bucket list that I should be on yours is traveling to the great country of Yost Van Dyke. <laughs> oh, yes. Right. Yes. I have ah, never yes. been to the country. Yes. 
of Joost van Dijk. Oh, yes. The, the island of my forefathers, Joost van Dijk. The it would musk be, is strong. There's a strong pull to the island of Joost van Dijk. There's a southern pull of musk. I'm in on that trip, too. That's going to be great. But I think if you don't put that on your bucket list, I think it's a damn shame because that's really going to be one of the best trips of your whole life. We're going to have so much fun. The plan is get the Joost van Dijk, camp at a campground with the locals. On Thursday, we barbecue a goat. Okay. I don't even eat goat. It doesn't matter. They oh. barbecue other things, too. They barbecue <laughs> a pig and chickens and all this stuff, Good. but I want to eat the goat. No, goat's delicious anyway. Options are plentiful at Yosemite. Because nobody nobody barbecues a goat around here. How many barbecues go to where they throw a goat on the barbecue? None. None. But in Yost Van Dyke, I can get... You have done it? Never. Never. No one. It's a unanimous. No one's nay, had nay, a goat nay, barbecue. Nay, 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 nay. Have you ate goat before? Nay. Yeah. I've had a nice goat curry. Yeah, goat curry. That's the only thing oh, I've had. Delish. I've had it at Jamaican restaurants, and I've had it at uh, uh, Indian restaurants. Yep, that's yep. right. At Indian Kitchen. Indian Kitchen? Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. It's delicious. Yeah, with its nice naan bread. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was really, really good. Dab, Dave. Don't wipe. Dab. <laughs> I have no problems eating a goat. You know, a goat seems evil to me, and I think that they should be, you know, like I think you should eat the bad ones. Is it know? the horns? What? No, it's the square, it? square pupils, the, the horns, everything about them is freaking crazy freaky, right? Square pupils. And they're highly intelligent. That was a Google search. What are you saying? Square pupils. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'm sorry. Square pubes. No, square pupils. Oh, square pubes. Don't goats have square pupils like the devil himself? The I'm goat. Like, if you ever gonna, if you ever, yeah, look it up for me. Google it. Because I think they do. That's my opinion. I, I have I've no seen, idea. I might have seen one meme on the internet where the goat had views, uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, anyways, <laughs> let's segue. We'll get back to uh, Bucket List. But okay. what we should do is always, we should really reach out to our uh, fans, the people that support this show, in a little segment we call Feedback. We got feedback. We got feedback. Feedback. Welcome to Feedback. We got feedback, everybody. This week's Feedback, We Got Feedback is brought to you by our great sponsors, the people that, that step up and make this show happen uh, a few bucks at a time. <laughs> and the first is Amazon. If you go to Life in the Dutch Hall's website and click on either of our Amazon banners, if you're in the United States or Canada, we have a banner for each of you. Click on it and do all your Amazon shopping, and some of that money will come back and help the show. People have bought a lot of items on there, and I want to thank everyone that has done so. Uh... But, you know, maybe you want to buy a TV. Amazon's got a price match on TVs. So if, you, if you're looking, if you're in the market for a TV and you find a cheap deal, go to Amazon. They're going to beat it. They send it to your house. And I get a lot more money on a TV than I would on, like, say, a, you know, like a, a book. A book. You know That's what I'm nice. saying? Yeah, exactly. Paul's finished my sentence. Would it be a leather-bound book? He's never <laughs> been wrong. Yeah, and it, well, if you want a leather-bound book, you get it on Amazon. A little bit of the money comes back out the show. Maybe oh. you can find a nice bottle of uh, moonshine cherries and then send them over to the hall because we're almost we're out. About oh, out. my goodness. You know please, what? Please don't. That does remind me. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> that, that does remind me. We are going to be receiving a package from the life from Barbie Mansion girls. Oh. They yes. are sending oh. us They're sending us a package in the mail, and the only request they gave us is that we open it live on air. Uh-oh. So, uh, really? Yes. That's what all they oh, said. You have to open it live intriguing. on air, and then uh, it's and that's the thing, you know. So I don't know what's going to be. I have a good suspicion. I know what it's going to be. 
And also, I am a mas- I, I'm a master at guessing my gift before I get it. Are you? Yeah. By uh, a shake or a uh, feel? No. Just a feel? In my brain. Before oh. it, I even see it, I'll right. tell you what the guy's getting me, and I'll be right. I nail that every fucking time. My wife hates it. I guess every gift she's ever gotten me. You don't even see a shake. Nothing. I will say I can get I can tell you what you're gonna get me before you get it and then and she'll say do you think you know this one and I'm be like yep I know it and you, get you it. want me to write it down now before I see it and she'll say yep and I'll get it right <laughs> I swear to God I get it every time I'm really good at it so I think I really know what this gift is so I don't know I think it should be don't sent- say it don't blow it you don't want me to tell you what it is Mm-mm. no because then we want to see. Well, I'm gonna. This is what's gonna happen when we unwrap that gift. I want the though. element of surprise on the show where we get the gift. You call it before we open. I am gonna write it on a piece of paper before we open it. Yes. And I'm gonna tell you what it is. And then if when we open match. it, the girls will still get their great reveal. You guys will all be surprised if you don't know what it is already. And I will then reveal that I already know what the fuck it was, because I'm great at this game. You're calling right, it. This is You're Babe Ruth in this shit. I yeah. think they should tell you when they send the package, and you should send the written copy to them at the same time. Of what you think it is? Oh, before yeah. we receive it. Before they send it in the mail. Yeah, once it's mailed, it. I just send them an email saying it's this. Yeah, an email would be even easier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. I'll just send, I'll say, like, tell me when it's sent, and I'll tell you what it is. And then uh, they'll be, that would hurt their feelings, though. Girls hate that, eh? My wife hates it, so well, I'll probably send it. Send it the... The day we we'll open see how it. good you like are. The, You're gonna be totally Thursday wrong. night we open it. Yeah, I'm gonna do it on the show, like I said. The original plan works. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're doing. Yeah, that's, I, I think cheese. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> My ideas are dumb. <laughs> no, it's not dumb. There's more than one way to go about it, but I decided to go with my way because I don't want to hurt their feelings any more than we already have. I plan oh. on we we plan on kind of getting at those girls a little bit later in the show, so I'm gonna give them a little break for a minute. Oh. But what we got, what we like to do oh, every week on feedback, we got feedback is thank our sponsors, and we only thank one of them. Just one so far. Yeah. So let's thank our second one. That's VG Meats. Oh. Uh, you know VG Meats. Mm, it's delicious. You know what they've said to us? I like when VG Meats first became our sponsor of the show. The instructions I got from those guys were, just keep doing what you're doing. We're gonna put a coupon on your website. Uh, so a little, if people come and shop there, you know, they a little bit of money to come help you show. You don't even have to mention us. You don't even mention us, they say, right? That's the kind of guys they are, right? And that's what I was saying about VG Meats. They make great meats, but they're good guys. You know, it's nice to get behind these guys. And uh, every, even though the 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 earnings are are meager, I appreciate slim. I appreciate every single one of those checks I've gotten. You know, like I just think they're great. When I get a four dollar check in the mail, it is the best thing I've ever can ever hope for. You know, it's the it's like so cool that people are actually doing it and going and printing off the coupon on my website, the VG coupon. They're going into VG Meats at either Simcoe or Stony Creek, and they're getting a great quality product, helping a great family make a living. Yeah, and a little bit of the money comes back and helps live from the Dutch Hall. That's just cool that it happens at all. It, and the deal that's on there is is uh, good for uh, good deals on on steaks and on gra- on uh, real ground beef. Well, not, ground beef. Yeah, not all that pink. The stuff that puts that pink goop in it. I, I like going into VGs. It's like a warm blanket. Yeah, you, know? you just welcome in there. I like a butcher. Come shop. on in, have a nice look around. I will never go to a grocery store butcher shop ever, ever, ever. And my wife came back. I don't know if I said this on the show before, but Tayshin Dwarf will tell me. But uh, the uh, the um, I remember uh, 
she came with a grocery store steak, and I was all pink, you know? Hey. It looked like shit. And I was like, uh, what are you doing? This is garbage, you it's know? It's not like, dry-aged? Yeah, it's not dry-aged. It's like pink. It's not purple. The grocery store is selling on water weight. Water weight. They, they, they want it to be full of water as it can be because they're selling the water. Water's cheaper to sell than, like, the meat that's hung there for 14 days where the water's drained out of it's dehydrated a little bit, and the meat flavor becomes more and more, like, you know, so like, prominent. Yeah, delightful. Yeah. That's what a steak should taste like, and you're not going to get that in a grocery store. you got to go to VG Meats or another good butcher shop like them, mm-hmm. and you're going to get uh, well, that. Mostly VG Meats. Mostly VG Meats. Don't even get me started on their cured meats. Like cured a nice meats? pepperette or a... Piece of jerky is not cured. Oh, that's, that's my jerky. favorite. Yeah, there's no, there's no, none of that money comes back to help the hall. Mm-hmm. We're going mm-hmm. steaks and ground beef, <laughs> steaks and ground beef. Forget about that stuff. Yeah, no, they don't. We don't have anything but. But steaks they, it and is ground delicious. Beef Sometimes a nice package shows up, and that helps the hall. Yeah, nice like, well, I see where you're getting at, Charters. Well, I like time, where your head's at. Last well, time we did that, we got the pepperette deal from uh, VG, you know? And we don't want to get that pepperette deal again. That, that, was, the want steaks. that was the worst deal in the world. Yeah. Just want send some steaks. Just yeah. send some steaks. We we uh, He uh, wanted us to... He wanted us, us to give him an hour and hour and a half show. Well, that's week. another thing. That's another thing. We're talking every, uh, every week we like to name a listener of the week. And I was like, you know what? My... Uh, you know, Kyle Van Gronigan, you know, he gave us feedback two weeks in a row. And the last bit of feedback was, I got a long drive tomorrow. Can you make us a long show? What we did was, we fucking nailed it. Like, we just we went nailed, extra long. Extra long. We went extra long. We matched his drive almost to a T. It was just perfect. He gives us feedback. He says, guys, got me there nicely. Made the drive a lot shorter. Thank you very much. Right? Precision. Precision. What you do? Precision. Precision. Chicago, Shanene, Chicago. You're out of there. <laughs> what? What I was saying. What I was saying is that when you get a sponsor like this, so when somebody when somebody actually decides they're going to spend a little bit of money on this show, no matter how little that is, when they give us a request, what we do is we provide that service for our sponsors. This is how we treat a sponsor. You're looking at. If you're looking to sponsor anything, your business, your service, whatever you want to sponsor, if you want to come and sponsor my program, what you're going to get is whatever you want, we're going to give it to you. We're that that accommodating. If you're a person at home and you just want to go on PayPal or go to, uh, I think I even have a thing if you want to uh, go on any of my crowdfunders on Podbean, you do that. You can donate that you give a dollar a month or two dollars a month. And that money uh, will help the show, and then you become a shareholder of the program. Mm, and if VIP. you want to make a request of us, like our share, like one of our sponsors, Kyle Vingrunigan did, he made a he made a request of us, and we we gave him what he asked for, because that's what we it. do for that's people that do. support that show. And what I mean by support the show is give us a bit of money. You know, we want to, we got some goddamn money already. <laughs> You're wondering what we're getting some to. Skrilla. I think we're getting pretty good at this stuff, and we don't even get any money yet. A little skrilla. Yeah, it doesn't Dang. make much sense. So if you want to really sponsor the show, if you want to help promote your business, then we're going to do it. But Kyle Van Gronigan, again, because we actually gave you what you asked for, we're not going to name you Listener of the Week. No, I wouldn't. No we? dice. What we should do is really think of a guy that's been with us since the beginning. <laughs> a guy that's been like a really, really strong supporter of our show. He, ta- he listens to every single episode, and what he does is he gives me feedback every time he sees me. The guy is like knows every element of the show. 
What he's even done is gone so far as to sponsor our show, become our third sponsor of the show. Wow. Yes. And it's it's Ryan Vandenbush, oh, one of the principal members of Lakeside Vista. If you go to www.lakesidevista.ca, and I understand they had some domain issues last week, but they're if they're not resolved, they're on the they're working on it. They're working on getting it resolved. But if you go to the uh, www.lakesidevista.ca, you will uh, be able to see that all the different things that you can do at this great property in and the south coast of Ontario. Mm. There's so there's so many different things you can do if you wanted to book a social event, a corporate event, or a wedding. It's a beautiful location for any of those things, and uh, they have great events that they're looking at planning in the future. So if you'd like to uh, follow them, uh, Lakeside Vista, and lakes uh, and go on www.lakesidevista.ca. Lakeside so there, there you go. You got a guy that supports the show, and you got a guy that sponsors the show. And you know what? You know, you should really name a guy like that Listener of the Week. And he's never been named Listener of the Week. But then but then there was this other guy that yeah. showed up. This other guy. I couldn't believe it. He actually showed up at Lakeside Vista. He did. And uh, he was wearing a T-shirt, right? I didn't even notice this at the beginning, but he was wearing a T-shirt. And on that T-shirt said, One Trick Pony. And if you remember oh, the great show, beautiful. the great bartender off, and... Uh, was it you during that episode, Dave? Did you coin the term? I did. I called him a one-trick pony on that episode. You He's said just foul-mouthed. That uh, all he was comments. doing was Paul's Paul's dirty catchphrases, yeah, and he Paul. wasn't really coming up with anything original on his own. You called him a one-trick pony, and this guy went through the trouble of making a shirt that had the catchphrase from a specific episode. If that isn't a super fan, I don't know what is. Goddamn right. Yeah. <laughs> so I got a name, Barney. The good old contestant from uh, from uh, the great bartender off, Jamie Barham. You are our listener of the week. You're the listener of the week. This is your week, Barney. And the one thing also that we like to do as as part of feedback, we got feedback, is uh, welcome uh, listeners from San Jose, California, Wappingers Falls, Wappingers Whooping Falls. Whooping cough. No, Wapping, oh. Wappinger Falls, Wappingers. Wappinger. There's two Wap. There's at least two Wappingers, Wappingers Falls, New York, and uh, Montreal, Quebec, Hamilton, Ontario. Uh, sorry, Seguam or Seguam, Washington. Mm. You know what that is? Negative. And Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville, Tennessee, the home of uh, mm. this, of a great show that we're going to put on in the future. And uh, I can't wait till we can actually uh, do the Nashville show because I got high expectations for it. Hello, ladies. But one of our principal, one of our principal uh, bookers of the guests for uh, that episode is getting a little wishy-washy. Oh. On, uh, he doesn't feel like he should uh, be any part of this at all because he finds that if he any any fun we have whatsoever could be construed as uh, uh, him behaving uh, badly to his wife, right? Oof, that's just bull. Yeah, it's just horseshit, isn't it? No, we are just good friends. What we're doing, we're not looking to do anything bad. What we are is uh, we're we're uh, all very moral and just and and, uh, and loving husbands. There's a, a group of us. We're all gentlemen. We enjoy well, a nice gentlemen. conversation. I, what I what you know, I, that's what bothers me about women. With that, when you talk to them, uh, sometimes you just want to go up to a, in a bar and you have a conversation with a person standing there. You introduce yourself, you have a conversation. And right away, she thinks you're trying to fuck her. 
Uh, I'm not at all. I have no interest in you. I'm married. I have a ring on my finger. I'm not making any. Uh, I'm not hiding it from you. I found my lover. I'll talk with. I'll talk about my wife in conversation. I don't need a lover. I have a lover. Yes, I do. Right. <laughs> I, you know, I have already used my musk powers. <laughs> my musk has spread its wings. Yes. I do, I point my musk at one lady. <laughs> it's simple math. <laughs> yeah. When I uh, when I decide that I need to. Uh, Use the powers of my great scent. I spread upon my wife. <laughs> so, anyway, you go like bleach. <laughs> it does a little bit. I don't know what that is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? What are the yellow chunks? I never figured that out. Does that mean I'm sick? <laughs> is that like when you have when you have like a runny nose? Is that kind of the same thing? I don't know what that is. Oh, you have caught a cold. <laughs> the cold. You've got the chunky it's cold in Friesland. It's so cold. <laughs> you get a chunky cold in Friesland. It's the ice cubes. Who's <laughs> under the house? Uh, square Peter's hole. Speaking of square, what? <laughs> what are you showing me? You it's, a, it's a goat's pupil. It's like it's square, right? Yeah, it's totally. They right. are. Oh, so the Google search finally that. came in. Pine Grove Internet came in twenty <laughs> minutes later and sent, showed you that uh, <laughs> yeah, we have a goat's goat people is square. It's freaky, right? It is, yeah. You murder that animal and you eat yeah, it on a barbecue it. and Yost Van Dyke bucket list on there. Done I'm, and done. If I can help murder the goat, I will help murder the goat. Like I want to go full native. Like whatever we gotta do, if we gotta go hunt a goat down or steal it from a guy's field and kill it. <laughs> yeah. I'm in, boys. Like we're uh, yeah, you gotta boy, touch your inner Zwarta. Yeah, I'm going deep, man. I'm in. I'm going to my homeland, you know. Then you make a nice cod piece out of the horn. A, co- uh, a nice cod, cod piece. piece. What's well, curly? Yeah. Yeah, I just wear it on my dick. A nice curly. <laughs> Pretend horn. it's it. That's what I wear for the rest of the but week. But then just yeah. stick like the little part of your dick just holds that big horn up. <laughs> and I'd be I'd have goat blood smeared all over my chest. And go horn on my dick. This is going to be a great trip. <laughs> we're going to have a great trip. Bucket list right now. Yost Van Dyke, uh, murder a goat, rub the blood on myself, put the horn on my I'm dick. In. Party Bozy, you can't miss this trip. Like, I'm in. It's I'm on in. your list, too, yeah, now. Geez. It's on everyone's bucket list. Who's, who wants to come? Big party in Yost Van Dyke. I hear it's a great island, too. I hear it's a real great island. It's right off the same island. I don't imagine Yost Van Dyke was a real nice guy. Because most of the people who like inhabit those Caribbean islands uh, used to just murder the people that used to, that lived there and really enslave them and like treat them really poorly, right? So, uh, like that's why if there's black people on that island, it's because they were brought in as slaves and they murdered the native people that <laughs> live there, right? Like it's not even. They're winning now. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure if it is an ancestor, he's a horrible ancestor. So we're gonna go down there and be like, celebrate. Hey, we're like Yost Van Dyke's relatives, right? And they're like, I oh, murdered all our people, right? <laughs> Could be in big trouble. Yeah. We Get should up. research it. Yeah, we should probably read up on Van it. Van Dyke with a Y, not an I. <laughs> Maybe we're keeping it secret, eh, if we actually go in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we've gone through feedback. We got feedback. We got listener of the week. But the only thing we didn't talk about is feedback that we got from last week's episode, which was called uh, uh, My Jar Runneth, Runneth Over. Over, yeah. And we got, I said we got feedback from Kyle, who told us it was a, it was a nice way to shorten his trip. We got some other feedback saying that Mr. Boombastic <laughs> was their favorite part that of the show. That a big hit. Wow. It was their favorite part of the show. And actually, we got multiple people, like uh, 
the the alarming majority of the feedback was regarding Mr. Boombastic. He was fantastic. Being fantastic. <laughs> yes. Was he fantastic or fantastic? He's fantastic. Anyways, Paul, you have a theory regarding this. Why do people love people who who try to like fuck my show up? Like it, to me, it felt like an attack. I felt like I was being heckled on my own show the entire time. I think it was unintentional, it. but right. But at the moment, I was like, what is going on? And I was I was thinking about, like, he's playing music into the microphone. He's being disruptive. It's like if you were doing a comedy show and a guy's in the audience and he has a microphone, access to a microphone, and has, like, apparatus he can play into the microphone to fuck your whole show up, right? It would people be love it. It would be unthinkable. But in this show, when someone does that, people love it. And we've had people in the past who have literally tried to sabotage yes. all the like storylines, all the relationships we've developed with yeah. listeners. They try to like screw it all up and people love it. They love when I'm <laughs> when I'm at my my like when I feel like I want to just like when you're getting like, tortured. Lose my shit. That is the part people like the most. And what do you think that is? I th I think they like to see you right on the edge of snapping, right? Like you don't like to like bring him to the boiling point. Eh? Like the angrier that I get, the more interesting it is. Yes. Like maybe I should not try to become a better person, just go with the old path that was on, oh, becoming yeah. an angry asshole. Yeah. That's yes. what people want. Apparently they like hearing that. Well, drama. too bad. People love drama. My wife doesn't like that. No, my wife doesn't like that at all when I get like that. So I would think it's worth it. I want to keep getting laid for as long as I can. That was also my bucket list thing. I want to bang a woman of every age. Yeah. So because my wife is the same age as me, and then from the age I started to the age I finished, I want to bang a woman every year of my life, right? That would be a great thing that I would like to do. And if it's the same woman the whole time, then great. Bonus. Then I've really done a good job of it, right? I haven't fucked anything up for all that time. Well, you fucked something. Yeah, but I got lots of action. And that's one of the things I mentioned. <laughs> I mentioned a little bit in my stand-up act last night that I was uh, you know, only been with one woman. And all the other comedians were all over me about that. Like, in their acts, they kept talking about how I was, uh, how they couldn't imagine just being with one woman. Like, that's just ridiculous. It's uh, unbelievable. Like, uh, how could you give up all that stuff? I'm like, I got, I, I got it better than any of you fuckers, right? Yeah. You're out there chasing skanky whores and, like, mm. striking out nine times out of ten. I'm going, I, when I use my moves, I'm using them after a beautiful woman. No who, question there. Yeah. Who is, uh, who I get laid out of the times I try. I you know I don't want to give away any trade secrets here, honey. But I'm saying I got a good probably seventy five percent ratio. Like you tell me, one of these dirtbags going to a club who tries their moves, who's gonna get that kind of numbers, right? I would say. Uh, and when you put in together 1%. the the years that I put in, like you're talking, like if you're talking quantity and quality. I have got it right. I got on the money, you know? I don't care how many numbers you got of skanks out there. What I'm doing is getting quality sex for my whole life at a greater number than what any of you fuckers get. So, like, that's the move. You want to make fun of me, say, oh, geez, I always feel sorry for you. One vagina your whole life. I'm like, like, you're crazy. <laughs> I'm getting it. I'm, I'm getting the best stuff. She knows all the things I like. I know all the things she likes. It's great. 
What do I want to fuck with that? Start with some other person that doesn't like any of the stuff Stupidity that Stupidity is what that is. Yeah, it doesn't even make any sense. It's not even logical. And this is a generally held opinion in the world. The generally held opinion in the world is that you should bang as many girls as you can. Variety is the spice of life, Pete. Yeah, because we are wired as, as, as animals, to, as men, a, male animals, to, you know, to procreate. You know, that's one of our big roles. That and, and uh, hunt. Right, which is which which accounts for in history, uh, like maybe uh, ten to twenty percent of the total food source that people would eat when the men were the hunters and the women were the gatherers. It would be like ten percent of the time they would eat what they hunted. Right, then they have a big feast and the men look like heroes. Right, but like most of the time they're out there catching shit. They don't well, catch nothing. That's what that's what I was gonna say. Do you think uh, that I, goes hand in hand with the sex thing? They like just like banging different girls because they love the hunt. The hunt, yeah, maybe it not is. so much the relationship, but the hunt. Yeah, maybe the hunt is more of the um, like an, an like a ingrained like you know like an instinct thing right. in men. Yeah, I think there's pretty who's something to that. That, but you also have a you don't uh, we're not as human beings we're not um, uh, we don't mate for life, you know like we're not like monogamous like some animals. They mate and like geese or whatever. Like geese, Canada geese. Yeah, they mate for life, so they they mate and then they. That's it. That's it. And if the one guy, the one dies, they'll never like mate again, and I think the other one usually dies soon after, right? But human beings, you know, sometimes you see that happen. But most of what we're not as a species yeah. predetermined to do that, right? We're meant to sow our wild oats as men, right? But Us and and dolphins. Us but I and think, dolphins. but I think that if the real thing is. You just want to sow your oats, right? If you sow your oats in the same field all the time, well, I don't. You have a robust crop, <laughs> right? A real robust crop. Robust. I'd be so. I'd be a nice thick crop of alfalfa. I just keep planting alfalfa in that same plot of you land. You know how to fertilize it, right? Yeah, I I just plant it and plant it and plant it, and it's thick. God <laughs> damn it, it's thick. There's bumblebees on it. <laughs> Anyways, the only thing we have to finish up with feedback, we got feedback, is uh, is talk to our buddy, the Haitian Dwarf. So let's do that. Where's the Haitian Dwarf here? (laughs) There he is. (laughs) There we go. I love that word. Hey, Barry. Hey, we got it in that time. Thanks, Barry. So every uh, there's a guy that's been listening to our show since the very first episode. He's listened to every show since. He's given us some great feedback, most each and every week. This week is no exception. The Haitian Dwarf, even though we're doing this show early this week, just to uh, kind of let you know in on what we're doing. HD's what, right on it, eh? He, HD, we gave him a little, uh, we gave him a tweet, or we, oh, did we you? reached out to him. And give him a heads up. Yeah, yeah. A Haitian Dwarf, what I like about Haitian Dwarf is he, he, he uh, he follows me on Twitter. Uh, he uh, what about he follows me on Periscope. Periscope. Yeah. I'm not sure about Instagram. And I don't think he has Facebook either, but he does Twitter and Instagram. That's He's, hard to get up into yeah. those pictures. I we had a band practice again tonight. Haitian Dwarf was there. He wasn't a big fan of you guys' work. <laughs> he didn't like it one bit. He didn't like it one bit. He was, he, especially Dave's voice. He was, he was critical of Dave in last week's feedback. And then this week on Periscope, 
uh, Hasten Dwarf was saying that you sounded like a dying cat. He was really oh. big on the fact that you sound like a dying cat. Ouch. Could someone kill that cat already? That's what he kept saying. That hurts. Yeah. Why is that cat not dead yet? He kept saying stuff like that. Ugh. Like over and over, like relentless. I kept you, I kept the feedback from you during the performance because I didn't want you to, to ruin your confidence. Thank you. You're really, you're really doing your best. But it wasn't. It wasn't good for him. Music's subjective, Dave. You know, as most great art is, it's subjective. You know, <laughs> I thought it was just fine. But anyways, we got a okay. It was a okay. It was just adequate. It was thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> this week we got feedback. He said episode ninety one. So we're at episode ninety one. Can you believe it already? Shit. That was last week. This Shit is episode ninety two. What? We are getting real close to a hundred. So uh, we have to start thinking of 100. We're it's coming quick. Maybe that'll here. be the Barbie Mansion uh, thing. It might work out. I'll have to look at my calendar, and yeah. I'll book it with those girls. Speaking of Barbie Mansion, Hasten Dwarf, uh, feedback for this week. Five stars. Five stars, as always. His feedback from this week is, um, how many Barbie Mansion girls does it take to screw in a light bulb? Ooh. How many Barbie Mansion girls does it take to screw in a light bulb. How Three, many? Two. One to turn the bulb, and the other to suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get it. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, my. <laughs> HD. So, okay. And so, we, uh, so, uh, Asian Dwarf, we wanna, as long as we're on the Barbie Manson girls, I, I, I think that's a little bit rude to the ladies, you know? Rude, stupid, and so irresponsible. It's, it's, yeah. our one, uh, it's our one spinoff, the people that are inspired by our show. Enjoy our company. Enjoy our company. And an interesting point that uh, Michael made about these young ladies, which I thought was interesting... Is that uh, in you know we uh, it's a legendary story. It's been uh, goes back, back to back days of uh, this year. Yeah, Bristol Baby. It's uh, like that, uh, Barbie Mansion talks about it on every single one of their shows so far. So like they uh, they are talking about the fact that you uh, should have uh, tried to uh, uh, what do you call it? fornicate or capitulate mm. or uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Blondie. Uh, you know that that was the opportunity that was missed. Should have you know? drove it deep. Yes, yes. That was the that's the feedback from most people. It's a universally accepted that I'm an idiot for for passing up an opportunity. <laughs> I get that too a lot. Yes. How last week I felt the wrath. Mr. <laughs> Boombastic gave it to me. Uh, yes. How could you not? He says. How could you not? Yes. You're an idiot. So you've caught a lot of grief over it. But as you pointed out to me, Michael is that you thought that was the best thing that could have happened. Yeah, right? I think oh. it turned out for the best. Because yeah. what happened was, by not uh, by not uh, copulating with that woman, mm -hmm. you, uh, you did not make it awkward for us. No, everything's cool. And now, uh, a great revelation came off with all of us boys, and we realized, hey, if we, if we just don't bang these girls... Yep. We can become great friends for a long period of time. Yeah, don't stick your dick in them and you can be friends forever. <laughs> yeah, it's a real nice trick. Oh, they sound great. I well, just we gotta try our hardest not well, to stick our dicks in. Them. Once that helmet <laughs> penetrates, things change. I don't yes. care what you say. Yes. Things will they change. Won't, they won't be your friends anymore. No, yeah, we're not just sudden, friends. We're not just friends. You know, just get weird. All of a sudden, they're like when you crumple over in a heap crying on them, <laughs> you know, they don't want to watch, right. listen to your show anymore. No. It's like, I think I you're know. just a, a real loser. Jack. Yeah, it's a little sadder than I would have Off the bucket maybe. list. You know what I'd like to thank for uh, our great relationship with the girls at the Barbie Mansion? I'd like to thank uh, 
be deconic. <laughs> what he did was he really cock blocked the whole night. And when it did, when you cock blocked the night for us, and my cousin cock blocks, you me. really, you really thing. created a great relationship between two two teams. We're hoping that we get this package in the mail, and uh, we're hoping that uh, we can arrange this November trip to have a combined episode, like the Jetsons meet the Flintstones, you know, type of episode that we're going to plan for November. So we're working it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, uh, anyways, we are telling, at the, we're. I'm, when those girls come down here, though, oh, hey, Pete, they sound really attractive. <laughs> really attractive. Like, it's going to be really hard for... Are you going to just... Uh, you, eating up by the bar you know, I think, I, you know, I think... What are you going to do? Like, well, uh, not me, personally, but guys, they're not... <laughs> not me, personally, but guy, guys from down here, are, they, we, we might not be friends anymore. It's new blood. New blood. Yeah, but we'll still be friends. They said on one of their episodes that they, they said for us to get... Them single guys. Oh, well, I got some of them. There you go. I don't know. What do you got? Let me screen them. I want to screen them. (laughs) It'll be an interview process. (laughs) Interview process. I I don't want to be the host. I'm hosting these girls from the United States to make the effort to come up and visit us. What do you. I don't want to, like, give them a bunch of riffraff. They're just trying to, like,. You well, there go all my friends. Yeah. Well, let me. T- uh, I'll screen them. I think you got a couple. I'll let go. Some of them might be good for the laugh. Eh? The story of it. You know. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. But you know, I, there's some good friends you have. I would. I would. I would prove probably like three or four percent of them. Sounds like there's a game show in there. Mm-hmm. We should. Sounds like yeah. there's a real nice game show yeah. in there oh, somewhere. Maybe Who's behind that, door right? number two? Hey, maybe if we have the Barbie Mansion girls down, we're playing a big episode. We get that big board working. Yeah. And we have uh, the Barbie Mansion girls in. We get like uh, three idea. bachelors or like, something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Behind, Maybe don't show their faces, behind a but yeah. spray the musk. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> all equally have the musk. We have yeah. to have one of the segments where they sniff these guys yes. somehow where they still can't see yeah. them, but they can smell them, you know? Irresistible. Just three silhouettes behind a nice sheet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It'd be great if we just... It doesn't have to be even single guys, but we get guys that we know would be yeah, like... exactly. <laughs> Friends of the show. Friends of the show. That'd we be great. Bachelor number have... two likes pina coladas and long walks in the rain. <laughs> yeah. I think we just wrote another show, people. Bachelor this is number up. three likes a nice CV7 when he's on the island. <laughs> <laughs> so we are, so we are kind of over time again. I hope Kyle's got another long drive tomorrow because we made, went long today. We had nothing to talk about. We ended up going long, and we barely talked about the bucket list. So, um, uh, no sports break unless you want to do a quick one. No, Michael. no, we can leave it out. We're no over. Sports break. Yeah, we're good. Mike, you want to on the bucket for- list? Yeah, well, that ties in with my sports break. So my let's my, do it, man. Okay, real quick. It's oh, you want to do sports yeah. break? That's we're talking about cocks and balls. He shoots and scores and all. We're talking about cocks and balls and sports stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's nocturnal emissions. Just firing on all cylinders. Oh yes. But about Musk, it burns deep within your loins like a flaming hawk. <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, my sports break has to do with my bucket list. Um, As uh, known in such shows as uh, World Cup, the World Cup episode that we did, Pete? Yes, yes, yes. I'm a big soccer fan. So this, this, uh, today, actually this week, uh, Champions League, which is a big uh, tournament in soccer anyway, started. Manchester United, the powerhouse, everybody knows who Manchester United is, plays my hometown team from just outside Brabant in Eindhoven. PSV Philip Stadion. Yes. If you do not, if you're, uh, if we are the Dutch, if you talk Ajax, Ajax, Ach, 
It's like talking about Toronto for us. That's like Toronto. Go fuck. Yeah, go fuck yourself, Toronto. We're from the country. Yeah. We are. Uh, we fuck pigs for a living. That means breed. Yes, and so PSV Eindhoven beat Manchester United. You'll never believe it. Today, in an epic battle between two teams, PSV prevailed 2-1 over the oh. great Manchester United. That's it. That's the best thing ever. So my bucket list is that I, I want to go. I, I have two favorite teams. Arsenal is my team in uh, England, and PSV, of course, in Holland. It's my home land. So I would just love to go to Europe and watch one in either of those stadiums. Let's say they're two buckles for me. Yeah, you got to me. Both. Like I, just the passion you see within the fans. I've been to college football down in the states, which if they can beat that, I don't know how they're going to do it because it's unbelievable. But oh, Arsenal will do it. For I sure. think they'll do it. I, so that's my big bucket list is to go uh, probably watch. I, if I could do both those in one trip, it would. I'd be. I'd die a happy. Ah, man. It's an easy trip, man. Easy trip. It's totally achievable. Yeah, I yeah. will do it. Actually. Yeah, yeah. It's you, gonna happen. There you go. We've all achieved something. Yeah. Steve, do you want to add anything to the bucket list before we end? All right. Well, that's it for the show. We're gonna end on the sports break, everybody. Um, if you'd like to, uh, you can always give me some feedback. We like it every week, so give me an email at lifeinthedutchhallgmail.com. You can uh, f- uh, follow me on uh, Twitter or like me on Facebook. You can uh, go uh, follow me on Instagram or Instagram. or uh, even Periscope, which we do band practices and the odd uh, the odd thing on in- in- Instagram. You know so. what I liked is the tour of the Dutch Hall. You guys should check that one out. Yeah, I did a little tour of the Dutch Hall uh, one day to get people like a little because if you don't know what it looks like in here, some people have visions of it being in a basement, or some people have visions of it being like. In a studio, a fancy studio or something, but it's really just in, it is what it is, an old pool shed. <laughs> so uh, if you want to do there is a tour on there on Twitter now. Uh, so anyways, uh, you can do all those things. Otherwise, we will uh, see you NT. We'll see you next Thursday. Oh, Vegas next week. Vegas, baby. Yeah, big Vegas show next week. Steve.